Hi, I'm Patrick Flessner, and I'm again at Gap Talks, double G U double T. Anyway, going back to your book and, you know, what we were discussing about PSG, how the moving or the different pieces of the puzzle work together. Do you have an example of uh, a team, because you worked with many scale-ups, obviously, where your frameworks and the work they also put in and the effort made a difference in getting, let's say, a scale-up where it needs to get to? So, I mean, I develop, as a, if I'm investing and if I'm on the board of directors, I try to be close to the people and help where I can. It's often more about specific topics. If founders ask me about leadership and also about do I want to coach them, I'm more than happy to do this. This has happened more with companies that I personally was not invested. And then sharing this framework has helped them. It's like, gosh, yeah, that makes sense. And that this is just just great to see. But as I said, initially, it's always about, I mean, I can work with them on a continuous basis and go through this framework. That's uh, probably the best approach. So let's say we focus one month on, on a specific topic of the of the leadership house. And in between, we have like, you know, discussions around urgent topics that need to be solved. I think over time, I can help them get where they want to be. The reason being is, as I said, initially, there are three topics. It's about making sure I have a strong team. And so I thought, for example, the leadership house has a, has a foundation like every house. I thought initially it should be the team, but I switched this. At the end, it's trust. If you, you can have the best team players, if they do not trust each other, you will never end up with a strong team. So for me was, I think about building a strong team. It's first and foremost about, you know, about trust and how do I as a leader ensure that people trust me, that I can trust the team and that the team players trust, with, uh, trust each other. And it's about a, a strong team, how to create, how to assemble the team, what actually makes a, a strong team. And I, I talked about teamwork. I think that's always a missing missing piece. And then about values. These three elements I work with in order to make sure that the team is really strong. It's also about team culture, it's about teamwork, about values. And then setting it up for success is a little bit, you know, about turning vision into goals and into more granular plans. You probably know OKRs. Um, that many people use. In my view, it never works uh, because it's too complex. The world has changed too much. It's too agile. It's it's OKRs in the in the sense of how John Durr developed them 20 or 30 years ago. I think they won't do the trick anymore. But there are ways to do this, and that's about you know setting up the team for success, which really helps. And and there it's really important for me that it's not. So there there are three leaders. One is. They come up with a plan and there's no responsibility anywhere. It's just a plan. If I ask, you know, who's responsible for what, they don't have an answer. They say it's marketing or it's it's, it's tech or product. Yeah? And it's not clear responsibilities in the plan. If you are not, if you do not have clear responsibilities, for me, it's like writing an email to three people who all know, well, it's probably not for me, someone else will answer. Yeah? You need clear responsibilities, but you cannot stop there. If, if, you, if you work with... Um, organizations where leaders allocate responsibilities only, you will hear things like, well, it's not my fault that we didn't achieve this goal. I've done what I was supposed to do. Or this is not my responsibility. So, and this is where now it links a little bit to execution, where I talk about accountability and empowerment. Accountability means you hold your team members accountable for, for what they do 
and the results they achieve. And this is why also plans need to have clear responsibilities and clear results that need to be delivered. If you work with clear results, so have a, a goal of getting to product market fit, what does every team have to do and deliver to, so we generate product market fit? Intangible, measurable results. Then you can go there and say, well, you don't have, even have to go there because people work towards results. And if they see they are not measured by tasks, but by results, they will, they will ask for help if they see that they don't get there. And then you, you get to teamwork again. And then as a trustworthy, trusted leader, you can also hold your team members accountable for, for not achieving results because they know it's not about them. It's about the topic. It's about the team. Again, culture. So it's just it's now a short example. You need to have the whole framework, but all elements actually are interlinked and execution is only possible if you have have a solid team set up for success yeah? and, and a great plan won't do the trick if the team is not good. So it's it's all interrelated and that's the leadership powers. Yeah? So how would you get them to deal with uncertainty? Because things can happen along the way and they can't obviously follow. And then, you know, their initial plans and, and this can disrupt many things because we do live in completely uncertain yeah. times. We don't know. And the most important thing for them is, I think, not to freak out. <laughs> and to find a way to keep working together. So keep, if you want this, let's assume this working machine goes along and embraces change that's happening along the way. I know there's no secret recipe for this, but again, just your thought on, on yeah, this. I think it's actually for me pretty simple. These are typical discussions I have with founders and leaders. The point is there is no right or wrong decision for sure you hear it every every time my wife says it yeah, yeah i know but I, I there's no i i agree there is no wrong or right decision it's only a poor decision making process so when i decided to do my mba in 2007 first... i didn't know that there would be a financial crisis and that yeah. nobody would, would be looking for a lawyer with an mba but in 2007 i thought this is the smartest idea ever yeah to combine these two this knowledge of of mba and and legal background it took me some time to get where I wanted to get, but the decision was not, not wrong. And the decision-making process was not, not bad. I asked many people, I involved people, I listened and decided to do it. So if you, in 2019, decide to open up a restaurant because you're passionate about it, you're leaving law, yeah, and you say, I don't care, I have a better idea. And then suddenly the pandemic hits. The decision to do this was not wrong. But people would say it's wrong. If you've made a solid, a good decision-making process, it's just bad luck. You can have bad luck and you can you can be lucky. It's part of our life. External circumstances change. So to, to close the loop, yes, we are living in a volatile environment, a lot of uncertainty. Certainly our decisions, we need to correct our decisions. We need to follow a different path. Um, that's all good. That's part of the journey. That's part of being a team. And it's not about you have said we should do this and blaming someone. You know, this is a saying, if, if you throw dirt at someone, the only thing that's happening is you're losing ground. I absolutely think so. Yeah, It's not about who has made the decision. It's a, We've all made this decision based on shared goals and joint plans, as I describe it in my book. And then it's a good, good decision-making process and we need to correct it. And when I talk about execution, I always talk about these leadership challenges. And leadership challenges, there are two dimensions. One is external challenges like the pandemic, a volatile macroeconomic environment. We cannot change these external circumstances. The solution to this is 
to focus on our internal challenges, to deal with our self-doubts, and to create a team that can cope with the external challenges. This is the only way you can actually overcome the leadership challenges. If you focus on what you can change and don't spend time and energy on, on things you cannot change. And therefore, you need a decision-making process and a strong team. I hope there's a lot of leadership thoughts that I have in this regard. I hope it resonates. Yeah. I think whoever wants more can go to the book that will yeah. be released. I mean, as this podcast will be published, the book will already be out. It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Gut Talks. This is the end of this episode with Patrick Flessner. Thanks for listening and make sure you listen to the next episode.